It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So it has been a little while since I've been consistent with this podcast, and you're probably wondering why, and I saw some of the tweets and the texts and things of that nature. Where's the podcast? Where's the Locked on Redskins podcast been? Uh, well, it has kind of fallen by the wayside, and it may be my fault. Uh, Nick Ashew and Chris Russell in studio with me because this is a very special day, and it's a very important day. Uh, I'll be handing the baton of the Locked on Redskins podcast off to somebody that, quite frankly, is way more connected with the Redskins and, quite honestly, more suited for this uh, than me, Chris Russell. Hi, how are you? What's going on, buddy? Uh, glad to take the baton with you. I mean, I know I've guested with you on this particular podcast uh, before, but uh, I am going to take this uh, bad boy over. I am going to, uh, you know, kind of keep up the tradition that you have paved the road for, which I appreciate. And thanks to everybody that has already listened, downloaded, continues to download, uh, puts it in your feed and all that good stuff, all that technological stuff that I'm not uh, that good at. I, 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 what I'm probably really, I guess, better at, I don't want to say really good at, is providing content, you opinions, will. and analysis. That is the easy part. The rest, I hope, I hope that I can figure everything out uh, because, again, I sometimes I'm I'm as dumb as a box of rocks. Well, that's always been known, but that's okay. Listen, right, exactly. When, so I got an opportunity I, to do, you know, don't don't cover it up and make right. me seem better for the <laughs> for the noon. Well, listen. So look, I, I if you've seen it on Twitter, I've got a new opportunity to do um, Wizards Outsiders. It's a TV show on NBC Sports Washington. Right. Uh, so I will be. Before and after every Wizards game for the entire year, and just adding that to my plate and all the stuff that's already had to go on with TV meetings star. and prep and stop. TV don't star. don't pull that. Don't don't TV do that. Star. I just time, we call them Hollywood time, for a reason. Time has been Hollywood. Uh, I haven't found the twenty fifth hour in the day, though I wish I did. But when I realized that this just wasn't going to be able to work for me and my schedule anymore, I said, "Who would be the best person to take over this?" And I reached out to Russell and I said, "Hey, you interested?" He said, "Yes, absolutely." And David Locke, who runs this Locked On podcast network, was very excited. Uh, has pretty much, I guess, been in love with Chris Russell for a long time. <laughs> now, David, it, David has been far too kind. I hope, <laughs> I hope I don't let him down, and I hope I don't let you guys down wherever you might be listening. But seriously, on a, on a serious note, thank you for thinking about me. The opportunity is a cool one. I've always been intrigued by what David has put together here. When you started doing this, I said, hmm. Okay, that's good. I want to see what you know. So you've been coming does. after my job this whole time, haven't you? No, 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 no. Because I mean, as you know, obviously you, you've had me on a couple of times. So I mean, I knew what you were doing. I I've listened to it. Uh, I'm not again good at all the technical, you know, mumbo jumbo. So, like, you know, I, I'm intrigued by where we can take this because what I hope to do is, like you said, kind of. Add a little bit more of an insider's perspective mm-hmm. to it. Not saying that I'm on the beat. I'm not anymore. I haven't been for three years. But clearly, I still talk to people in the organization and that are very intricately involved in this organization. And let's just put it this way. I hear a lot of things. I get a lot of things told to me. I have to kind of decipher what's important, what's not important, what's real, what's not real, what might be for 
uh, a certain individual's gain and so on and so forth. And from time to time, Nick, I think the best thing that I can tell the listeners is we'll mention things that we hear. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. We'll mention rumors or innuendo or, quite honestly, sometimes point-blank things that we get told or that I get told that I can disseminate in this particular forum, which I think will be of interest to Redskins fans and listeners of this podcast. Well, listen, like I said, David Locke and the Locked On Podcast Network is something that's grown incredibly fast. He's done a great job growing this. I thought you'd be perfect for this. I'm glad you're into taking this over. I didn't want to just leave it by the wayside and have him have to look for somebody in the middle of the season. This is something that wasn't really expected. I'm really glad to have this opportunity. Uh, You know, the great thing about this podcast September was the by far the highest month in terms of total downloads Locked on Redskins has ever had. So the audience is there. They're listening. They're intrigued. And you're going to bring so much to this. I'm excited with what you're going to bring, Chris. Uh, if you're obviously in the D.C. area, check out Wizards Outsiders before and after every Wizards game on NBC Sports Washington all season long. But with that, cheap, cheap, cheap. I now hand the baton over to you, sir. The Locked on Redskins podcast is now Chris Russell. Wow, and what a week to start it, huh? Monday night football, the Redskins and the New Orleans Saints. How did that go? And a short week ahead to the Carolina Panthers this Sunday at FedEx Field. Oh, Cam Newton and Graham Gano, who hated kicking at FedEx Field, but likes kicking game winners against the New York Giants to help the Redskins, his former team. So we're going to come back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast and officially take over for Nick Ashu, who we thank very much for his service in building this bad boy. Uh, and we are officially going to get into what happened on Monday Night Football and break it all down between the Redskins and the Saints. Come on back on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. And once again, we appreciate Hollywood Nick Ashu for really doing the grunt work on this podcast and getting us started over the last couple of months. I'm Chris Russell. Uh, Some people call me the rooster. A lot of people call me the rooster. You can call me whatever you want. Uh, My Twitter handle is at Russellmania621. Sometimes you'll hear uh, me referred to that if you listen to 106.7 The Fan uh, on the radio in Washington, D.C. So I've got a bunch of different nicknames. I like to have a little bit of fun, and I like to yell a lot uh, and get after it, and I like to argue with people on Twitter, but I'm trying to be a little more uh, respectful. When the Redskins do what they did on Monday Night Football, that makes it virtually impossible. It makes it really, 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 really hard to just calm down and be responsible and be respectful and... Be patient because it's been a long, long, long history, 25 plus years of mediocrity at best and quite honestly, poor play for the most part. Um, Some people don't want to look at that. Some people want to ignore reality. That's the bottom line. It is not just one loss when you lose to the New Orleans Saints the way the Washington Redskins did on Monday night football, 43 to 19. It's not the way I wanted to start off 
this podcast, quite honestly. I was hoping for a win so that we could start off on a positive foot together. Uh, But the reality is, it's a loss. It's one really bad loss, but it's a series and a history, a long history of many years of futility and utter chaos and dysfunction that make this loss feel worse than it is. Let's start doing this because we can't fix the past. We can only hope that we can change some of the future. Those of us that care so much about this football team, let's take a look at what happened in this game and then talk about some of the potential fixes and some of the potential things that they could change around uh, and do in a very, very short week uh, here as they get ready to host the Carolina Panthers 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon Eastern time at FedEx Field. And it'll be very interesting to see what the crowd looks like at FedEx Field because, as you know, it was very empty for the home opener against a non-glamour opponent in the Indianapolis Colts. Well, the Carolina Panthers, they sure, they have Cam Newton, and that in and of itself is going to help the crowd. But I don't know what to expect, quite honestly. With the Packers, you expected 20,000, 25,000, 30,000 cheeseheads uh, because they travel. I don't know what to expect, especially after a brutal, brutal loss. 43-19, to 19, again, the final score. Let's take a look at what happened in Monday night's debacle. And it really went wrong from the start. You have Josh Norman chirping and barking and being a carnival barker as he normally is and playing out of his mind and control and uh, too busy fighting with Michael Thomas. And um, he draws a holding call on a third down pass stop and which the Redskins force a three and out. And that extends the drive on, I think, the very, very next play. Mark Ingram goes for 28 yards on a screen catch, which maybe I wasn't expecting because you think Kamara screen, you think Ingram run. And instead, Ingram's certainly capable of doing it, especially in this offense. You can't play in this offense if you can't do it. Uh, And Ingram forces a tackle. He gets all the way inside the five, and the next thing you know, he's got a two-yard touchdown run, and the Saints have a 6 nothing lead. Now, they missed the extra point, which was a little bit of a break for the Redskins uh, at the time. It didn't turn out to be one, but it was a little bit of a break uh, at the time. The interesting thing about that particular drive, besides the Norman third-down extension penalty, again, was Ryan Kerrigan and Preston Smith kind of, in my opinion, playing out of control barreling in at Drew Brees, one from each side. Kerrigan from the right side of the defense, Preston Smith from the left side, so they were flipped, and totally losing any and all responsibility, Kerrigan, I would assume, for what was behind him. Now, listen, it's hard to blame Ryan Kerrigan, but it was symptomatic of what went on in Monday night's 43-19 loss for the Redskins in that they're so hell-bent on dictating and so hell-bent on getting home or so hell-bent on trying to make the big play or the explosive play or the blow-up play that they forget about their assignments and doing the little things. And I thought that's exactly what happened on that particular play. Now, the Redskins were down at that point 6 to nothing. They do get a field goal 6-3 to three off of a nice drive, a 15-play drive for 56 yards, but a couple of sacks involved in that, and they had a first and goal at the 5 in which they took a run loss, then an incomplete. Uh, When Chris Thompson got popped out of the backfield, maybe that should have been illegal contact. Maybe it shouldn't have been. Uh, And on third down, 
the Redskins came up short and had to kick a field goal. At least they got the points. And you think, all right, we moved the football on the second drive pretty good. It's only 6-3. Then you come out, and again you make another three and out. And again you take a penalty. Actually, it wasn't a three and out as cleanly as the first one, but they get a stop on third down, and Monte Nicholson takes a stupid penalty for unnecessary uh, roughness after the whistle and after Ryan Kerrigan's big sack of Drew Brees, his first, by the way, on the year. And that extends the drive. Then the New Orleans Saints get inside the five-yard line, and they throw a fade, and Quentin Dunbar makes a great play. The officials miss a face mask on behalf of that should have gone against the Saints. I believe the receiver uh, was Thomas on that particular play, in which he face masked Dunbar. And on the very next play, a third down stop, the Redskins again force an incomplete. And this time Dunbar is whistled for a questionable holding call. A lot of people did not like the call. I didn't see a good clean shot of it. Uh, I'll reserve judgment until I get a better video look at it. But a lot of people did not like the call. And that certainly hurt the Redskins because before you knew it, Hill was wide open off of a little play action fake in the back corner of the end zone, uh, in the back part of the end zone, I should say, from Drew Brees. His second touchdown, Josh Norman was late and kind of rotating over because uh, one of the inside linebackers, I believe it was Mason Foster, kind of got sucked up. And really, again, the game at that point was only 13-3, still more within reach, but it felt like it was slipping away because you gave away 13 free points. And that's where things really ended from a, yeah, you know, we should have had this game. We should we should have done that. After that, it was really all downhill. A 10-play, 75-yard drive, ending in another Ingram one-yard touchdown. And then the big play, the Traquan Smith first touchdown, 62 yards from Drew Brees for the record setter as he becomes the NFL all-time passing yards leader. First, he passed Brett Favre in the first quarter, then Peyton Manning, yard number 201, and then some on a blown coverage. Again, Josh Norman, Fabian Moreau, really that one on Norman, clear uh, as you can possibly be. And ultimately, that led to Josh Norman being benched by Jay Gruden. You combine the holding call, you combine a miscommunication, you combine playing the wrong coverage. And I don't know what's going on with Josh Norman, but he's not fast enough and he's not big enough to be this off in terms of his coverage assignments and this off in terms of his communication. If you remember, and Nick was doing the podcast at this point, they had the long touchdown pass against Green Bay, Geronimo Allison just running right between DJ Swearinger and Josh Norman, and everybody thought it was Swearinger. It turned out, according to Swearinger, and I believe according to coaches as well, that it was Josh Norman's fault. And you continue to have these communication issues. You continue to have wrong coverages being played. Nobody wants to blame it on Dancing with the Stars. Nobody wants to blame it on going out and doing Fox NFL Sunday on your bye week. But, you know, Josh Norman might at some point, might at some point want to cut back all this extracurricular nonsense and actually play football. So those were a couple of the big early things that went on. We'll get into what happened for Alex Smith and everything else that happened in the second half as it continued to go wrong for the Washington Redskins on Monday Night Football. But this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard with us. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for being with us on the Locked On Network.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we're back here for a final get-together, a final segment, if you will, on the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Again, I'm Chris Russell. uh, And uh, officially taking over the mantle for... Nick Ashu, who, as we mentioned earlier, and he was with us earlier in this episode, uh, is getting a great TV opportunity. So I appreciate him laying the groundwork, and I hope you guys will listen uh, and uh, try and respect what I do, and I hope I can entertain you guys uh, and inform you as well. We'll try and do a bunch of different things and theme segments as we go along and as we really launch this thing in the vision that I have for it uh, here on Locked on Redskins. All right, so... The Redskins, with the record now set, were down 26-6. to And you think, oh, it's all over. Well, immediately, Alex Smith and the Redskins' offense struggles, but they get a turnover. Fabian Moreau forces a fumble, much like he did against Randall Cobb against Green Bay, this time scooped up by Pernell McPhee, who rumbles down uh, inside the 10-yard line of the New Orleans Saints and... After some struggles, and you think, oh, boy, the Redskins are really – Alex Smith, perfect play call. I'm not sure if it's his call or what options he has on it, but it was a quarterback keeper, and he had a massive lane to run through once he read it, uh, and it was a four-yard touchdown. And you're thinking, down 26-13 at the half, that's nothing, right? That's 13 points. Sure, it's Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, but if we come up with a defensive stop or two, we're good. Then Jay Gruden benches Josh Norman at half. I have no problem with it at all. It was the absolute right thing to do. This is not a one-half thing. This is not a one-game thing, as we just kind of illustrated a couple of minutes ago. This is a recurring problem. So I like the fact that Jay Gruden had the accountability for Josh Norman to bench him. Now, what I didn't like was that he let him back in. I I guess I would have done it differently, and I would have benched him for more. But Norman missed that series, and then he ultimately came back in. When he missed that first series of the third quarter, Greg Stroman, the rookie out of Virginia Tech, was the left cornerback, and boy, was he in trouble. He missed a tackle on a screen to the tight end early in that series and then got absolutely torched by, once again, Smith, who caught the 62-yard touchdown pass in the first half of the record breaker, this time a 35-yard go route, again, blowing right past Greg Stroman. And listen, the bottom line is, is when you have to defend Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and, of course, Drew Brees, you can't get beat. You can't get destroyed like the Redskins did by a young receiver who, talented, but you cannot get beat like they did twice to the tune of three catches, 111 yards, and two long touchdowns by Traquan Smith. You just can't have it. And that was, uh, again, on a rookie Greg Stroman because Josh Norman was benched, which, again, I don't have an issue with. I don't think Josh Norman was making those plays either. 
So at that point, it's 33-13, and we're right back to square one because now you're down 20, and it only got worse from there. Once again, the Redskins' offense fails. Sackapalooza, Alex Smith missing players left and right, and Taysom Hill, who we had talked about on the radio and uh, on my blog site, chrisrussellradio.com, which you guys can always check out, how dangerous this guy was, and I also had a couple of illustrations of it on Twitter, at WrestleMania621, about how dangerous this guy was, especially in the red zone, and sure as you know what, Hill keeps on a quarterback keep, sweeps wide to the right, plunges in for a touchdown, a one-yard run, and again, it is over at that point. It is time to turn out the lights, 40-13, to 13, uh, and New Orleans then added a field goal. Finally, the Redskins were able to get a touchdown in the second half, a Capri Bibbs one-yard touchdown run after a big passing play down inside the five to Maurice Harris, who started, of course, in, in place of Josh uh, Doxson, who was injured with the heel, and Bibbs. His one-yard touchdown run became the first touchdown, the first touchdown, not the first points, the first points for the Redskins on Monday night, but the first touchdown that they've had in any second half of this particular season through three-plus games at that point. But that was the end of the scoring. The Saints ran out the clock from there, and it was over at 43-19. to Listen, you tip your cap to Drew Brees, Sean Payton, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, who wasn't really even that Big of a factor. Everybody was so fearful of him. He didn't even really have a big day, uh, really any discernible impact. It was Ingram. Again, it was Breeze, of course. It was Traquan Smith. It was Clay Meredith. It was Thomas to some degree. He had a couple of big crossing route catches that set up touchdowns. Certainly he was a factor, and he got under the skins uh, of the – he got under the skin of the skins, and Josh Norman and DJ Swearinger were all chirping about him after the game, calling him a clown and all that stuff. Well, here's the problem. Uh, He was clowning around because the Saints were just toying with the Redskins' defense for much of the final three quarters. Again, the first quarter wasn't that bad. You had a drive extended because of a penalty on Josh Norman. The second quarter is where it really got bad, and then it continued after halftime because, again, you were only down 26-13 after the break and the final 43 to 19. So the Redskins outscored 17 to 6. 17 to 6 in the second half. Again, not as bad, but remember the Saints kind of pulled off uh, and ran out the clock. So that's going to do it for our first edition, just you and I, if you will, of the Locked On Redskins podcast right here on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to be with you every day this week as we get ready for the Carolina Panthers and clean up the mess from this Monday night football loss. So I hope you can be with us as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Again, the Redskins lose 43-19. to I'll see you tomorrow here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.